On this episode of Sandlot Sports, we review week one of college football this season. We preview the upcoming NFL season. We even have start our weekly pick'em amongst our co-host. And we give credit to some of the greatest comedians of our time, Mel Brooks, Trey Stone, and Matt Parker. Best timing possible. Of, no comedian would have said that line any better. No. He said, uh, John, uh, blah, 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 how do you feel about the team's execution? He goes, I'm in favor of it. <laughs> yeah, and then Brian Kelly gets out there. Well, I'm in favor of, of our execution. You know, they should be executed. And they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> it's that's what I'm talking about. People are getting so sensitive. Like, he wants to kill 20 year old who could squash his head in any minute if they chose. To. Like, no, he just got a quote horribly, horribly wrong. Welcome to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Capperson. I'm here with Dorian Cody. Are you ready for some football? Finally, finally. And BJ Thomas. It's been too long. It's been way, way been too long. long. And even though so, it's been too long, I still don't agree with the extra game. But that's a different, different subject. We'll, we'll get to that time. later. So I don't think we can discuss football without just discussing the absolute face plant that the ACC had over the weekend. Oh, I mean that was that was that was embarrassing. Oh. Yeah, Clemson was a shocker. I did not expect them to be that office, offensively deficient. Yes. Definitely. Now, the question is, were they offensively deficient or is Georgia's defense that good? That's what I need to know. Well, and vice versa. Is their defense that good or is Georgia's offense that bad? Because mm. think about it. Only one touchdown was scored and that was on a pick six. Right. Uh, Clemson's known for defense. You hear Brett yeah. Venable's name like 15, 20 times a year. Yeah. Uh, so I would expect that from Clemson. Georgia's kind of been in and out of it. But I mean, that, that was embarrassing. The Miami game was just god awful. It was over by the yeah. Second quarter, yeah, but Miami was fighting. That, though. Miami was fighting into into the second quarter, though. They yeah. were they were there. They were they were boxing. They the were there to that the, ninety that ninety four yard bomb. The yeah. difference is the same place where it always is, and it's on the offense and defensive lines. That's where the defense is for Alabama every year. And if mm. had Miami been able to block them, maybe we would have seen Miami's offense. That's not that we did not get to see that, right? Because you couldn't block them. You can't, you can't block them. And no. and also as a you know as a Hurricane fan, I wasn't expecting us to win that game. But you know, it's it just shows the greatness of like Alabama. It's like the the defensive line was able to get in whatever crevice or, or excuse me, create whatever crevice they want to get to uh, uh, King. So it was. It was well, see, I, I guess my question with that is, okay, we we know Alabama is always going to get five star defensive linemen every year. Miami doesn't have schmucks on the on the offensive line. You're talking probably four star offensive linemen easily. Mm-hmm. Is it just that much of a gap between the stars, or is it a scheme to get them? through the gaps. I think his scheme, um, a lot of individuals been calling for Manny Diaz's head. They were like, you know, like for him, I was, I was listening to one podcast. Um, I forgot who it was. But anyway, the, the guy from the former player for Miami Hurricanes, he was saying that, you know, when you're playing against a team like uh, like Bama, like it has to be quick strikes because they react so quickly to the ball, right? And and he was saying that a lot of the schemes that they were running was working against them. And it's like with Alabama, you have to kind of like, like pull out all the stuff. You have to go deep into the playbook because Nick Saban is already studying you a year before you even play him. So, and that's the like, main DS has not really done much in Miami. Nah, not at all. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to talk about, man. But now it, it's well, it's hard to win Miami when you don't pay the players. Now, it, the flip side of that, you can pay them now. If you can't block, none of this matters. Yeah, none of this. I, I, I'm not trying to disrespect your thought process or anything, but the fact of the matter is, if their defensive line is so much so far superior to your offensive line, it's not going to be a contest. But that, then, that's my the question. 
is, is it works the other way. Their offensive line is usually far superior to your defensive line. But that, that's my question. So, you know, we can say that Miami can get four-star athletes on the line. You know, yeah. we're saying that that the gap between a four-star and a five-star line is that massive? It's it's not necessarily that. It's the fact that you have three five-star linemen and one two four-star linemen. You see what I'm saying? Like you're, yeah. they're, they're, they get the cream of the crop almost every year. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's just amazing. It's almost yeah, like, as if somebody was paying them before they could get paid or something. It's well, it's, well yeah. I, there, there was a running joker amongst my friends about the earthquake simulator in Miami and Alabama because there was a, supposed to be a defensive lineman that went to Michigan, was signed, sealed, delivered, and then right before the national uh, signing day, he switched to Alabama because he had they had an earthquake simulator, also known as a Brinks truck. Mm. <laughs> man, they're doing mm. something, man, because it's like it's like how do you, even in, in, in the old days, right? It's like if you have a team like for instance USC or or one of those teams back in the day, like they'll be good, but then there's like a drop off maybe a year or two. Bama don't have any drop offs, man. It's like they keep replenishing, and it's like they get better and better. It's like how you don't have any drop offs. Something has to be given to these players. Like it's like I, it's hard to understand. What about this? What about the fact that I feel this is a fact? You guys, please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, more people are front runners than they were back when we were younger. Like, well, that's we, true. The we, tradition we wanted, doesn't matter we, nowadays. We wanted to beat the best. They just right. want to be the best, so they just right. congregate together. Well, so, I, I tend to remember when we were growing up, tradition was what mattered. And to that point, I mean, Michigan was was the team because that was what you traditionally went to. That's where your family went to. That you had legacy. But also back in the day, not everyone was on TV everywhere you went. If y'all remember, even back in the '90s when we were growing up, you'd have one game on at a time. I don't want to talk two. about those days. I don't don't know. No, <laughs> I don't want to talk about those days. I'd rather have rotary phones back. You can have the cell phones back. You can have the cell phones back. We'll go back to rotary phones. I mean, that, those those were some dark days because I remember you know Saturday afternoon yeah. and it was a shitty ACC game and that was all you got. What are you talking about? I gave no shits about Purdue. Why is Purdue on the TV? Why? I I live in Florida. There's plenty of football around here to watch. Plenty. And I get Purdue's on NBC. Thanks. But yeah, it wasn't really until the late 90s when it really exploded. I want to say it was um, the Bowl Alliance when it was like, okay, well, this actually means something. Mm -hmm. And you you had other companies that were vying for for different games and different packages, you know, and and then it became a thing that was CBS had had the SEC, ABC had the Big Ten of the ACC, ESPN had the Big had the Big 12 and the the Mm Pac-12, and then you can now have all these different games. And BJ, to your point, with all that exposure, now it's like, oh, well, that's a good team, and it's all gravitate there. It's not just the local teams anymore. Because I mean, it used to be that Michigan and Ohio, in Ohio State, could could recruit at a Michigan and Ohio, and that was fine. You know, you didn't really have to worry about recruiting to Florida because who cares? Now it's a nationwide sport, and someone like Alabama. I mean, you got to really say, hey, come to Tuscaloosa. No, but it's yeah. going to be, hey, come to Alabama. And then they get there and they're like, damn it, damn, why did I want to go to Tuscaloosa? Dang it, <laughs> I should, I knew USC was where it was at. <laughs> you were like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on the draft next year. Going to go to U- the draft. USC's got that real earthquake simulator. <laughs> <laughs> For <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> exactly. You like sleeping through the night? Don't come here. And <laughs> hey, but speaking of the earthquake simulator, what did UCLA do to LSU? Ooh. I was shocked. I'm not gonna why, lie. Why does it have to happen in a year that I have a podcast and I've been talking shit about the SEC? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. Like any any other any other year, LSU explodes them, flies back to wherever they came from, and it's back on about their season. Like for real. <laughs> But, you know, you got to charge it to the game because it's like, okay, like most SEC fans or people who are like are into the SEC, they know, okay, like that was a fluke game, right? Or was it a fluke game? Because on average, LSU 
beat UCLA, what, nine, nine out of ten times? Three, eight out of ten times? Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's fair to say. Four, four out of five times LSU's winning. Yeah, four or five times LSU's winning. So it was just that maybe, you know, Chip Kelly, I mean, he had a scheme. He stuck with it. Um, or or maybe SEC teams are scared to play west of the Mississippi. After a little research, I know what it is. It's it the, the Sissy East, Blue? East Coast team flying to the West Coast. Hey, somebody made that point the other week. Yeah. <laughs> they were out They were out there at the Rose Bowl. Should have stayed in the middle somewhere. Let's, like Gary's World. Gary's World would have been. Well, that's, yeah. that's pretty much LSU, uh, right? Uh, those two are not qualified. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you guys, it might not mean something in your uh, in your NFL life, but it means something in the college football world. Those two are not qualified to play Jerry's World. Oh, man. So, uh, I was going to say, back to the, uh, it was the uh, Georgia-Clemson game. So, Clemson's quarterback, uh, DJ, I don't want to butcher his last name. Ugalele or whatever. Yeah, just call him yeah. DJ. That's what I hope he was doing all night. Yeah, DJ. So, all right. So, I was looking at, again, I never played quarterback, but it was just from some of the things that I saw and his mechanics, things of that nature. It seemed as if he was very hesitant by letting the ball fly, right? Was it because Georgia's defense was all over him? or Because he's like 6'5", 250. Dude, I made that point in the group chat during the game. Yeah. He looked scared. Yeah. Now, I think it's a combination of the two. It's, oh, shit, I take a, I take a five-step drop. I'm getting pounded. And also, I take a five-step drop, and nobody's open. Yeah. Ooh. Because, I mean, they, they even made the point, even uh, JT Daniels for Georgia, and there was a point where 12 out of the 16 passes he had thrown had, did not go five yards down the field. Right. Everything was short. I, and it, only, only time will tell, but we might have seen two of the best defenses in college football this year. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. But it's very possible. Like I said, when you're talking about Georgia, who gets SEC talent, and uh, Clemson has ACC talent, and Brett Venables, who is yeah. const- uh, constantly mentioned. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, he he looked just scared, absolutely scared. And and also too, you would think <clears throat> that um, there would be more like running plays for him at least, like like something to where he gets like uh, one of those uh, you know QB type uh, option plays to where you know bait to the running back to try to get five yards, but he didn't do any type of running. Do play. you he want your six five quarterback to be out there getting hit by Georgia defense? I just saw that. Feet? I was like. They've been kicking his ass and he's standing still. You want to run at each other? <laughs> like, <laughs> my thing is, or, or or at least something to try to get the offense going. I mean, George's offense is stout. I mean, defense is stout. But like something to where he can move. Because like in the pocket, he was just stiff. Like you said before, you're like a deer in headlights. Didn't know. Um, he started throwing to the one kid. I can't think of his name. Uh, Gata or whatever his name is. I, I can't think of the kid's name. But anyway, there was only one receiver that was able to get open. And other than that, like he didn't have anyone to throw to. And I thought literally like, or at least he'll say, okay, all right. I don't have anywhere to throw to at least let me try to get like two or three yards at a time but imagine imagine not playing football for a whole year and your first game is against the team that's going to hit you the most all year yeah like think about that like <clears throat> he might have just taken the most pressures he's going to take all year in the first game of the season so yeah. it, that's why these matchups are tough it might be a little too early to tell there's a lot of factors and uh hopefully they both tighten up and make a run for it it'd be nice to see a rematch of that game so we could tell the truth about it. yeah i mean but but also the fact that clemson lost a lot of talent on offense i mean the only the only guy that that I even knew my name was Justin Ross, and that's because he was out last year. Yeah. So are we, are we trying to say that Alabama stocks better than Clemson? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what we're saying. <clears throat> oh yeah. You got to up that money, bro. Got to up, yeah. up it, up it now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say. So I was gonna talk about the uh, Notre Dame Florida State game. Great, great game. Great to see McK- McKenzie Milton doing doing good things. He threw a lot of ducks. If you watch the highlights of that, I, I, I'm happy he's playing football again. He I'm happy he's walking again. He threw a lot of ducks. There's only one man to get the way of throwing ducks. And that's Peyton Manning. <laughs> Peyton Manning throws ducks for 70 yards touchdown. Like, I don't get it. They'll just be <laughs> wobbling through the air. <laughs> so um, I hope he I hope he uh, gets better. Hopefully it was nerves. But if 
you watch those highlights, a lot of those balls came out wobbly, yeah. and that leads to interceptions. Yeah, but I mean, it was fun to watch. Yeah, oh no, yeah, absolutely, it's fun to watch. I just that was just what stood out. And, and again, that's also the question: Is Florida State as good as Notre Dame, or is Notre Dame just overrated because the Notre Dame? I think Notre Dame defense. Well, uh, I'm not qualified to speak on the subject out of here. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna accuse myself. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> you guys hash this one out. So I'm gonna be like, a, no, wrong. <laughs> I, I mean, they got it on defense. I know, uh, you know, their their safety seems stout. Uh, Cal Hamilton. Um, on offense, apparently they got the guy they call him Baby Grunk, the uh, the, the tight end that they said he's, he's gonna be a good. Uh, and, and Cone's no joke, a quarterback. I'm so sick of them saying Baby Grunk. Like every six five white guy that plays tight end, is not Baby Grunk. <laughs> Dude, go there. We we God. went through this in the '90s with the baby jordans That's remember cute. herod minor yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh baby jordan well he averaged what 10 points a game not michael jordan numbers yeah he's a well he's a six five and a half tall ball head black guy that can talk. i feel i feel jordan. like they i feel like they started calling kelsey baby girl at some point no kelsey's just kelsey yeah now he is <laughs> yeah and then and then they were calling uh cole commit the uh tight end uh for the bears they were saying that he's like grunk Esque. It's like everybody is like Gronk is like the shrine or whatever. Everybody is compared to Gronk. Of course. And and what's really funny is when Gronk was in college, no one really cared. No, I mean, no. did y'all follow him in college? Did you even know what college he went to? I know the Arizona. answer. You. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. I know the college, but I, yep, I didn't really follow him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I was like, boom, he's he's a he's a massive human being, massive yeah. human being. And that's what happened to those knees. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially when you when you change the strike zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, he suffered a lot for that. Yeah. Guys like him and Jimmy Graham. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. We're going to do a little something different this week. So we're actually going to do our pick them. So mm. I know we, we got a couple games to pick this, this week. We missed last week as well. We were not really prepared because uh, <laughs> that's what we do. Fair enough. <laughs> off the dome, baby. Off the dome. Okay. So we'll, we'll start with college. Um, the, the first game is probably the best game of, of the week. It's Oregon at Ohio State. Now, the, the line's 14 and a half. And I think that's because uh, Thibodeau's out for Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll go BJ first. Who do you think is going to win? I'm going to stick with. I'm going to go to Ohio State. I don't like to. I don't want to. Pretty sure Ohio State's going to pull that off. Dorian, same here. I got to go with my man BJ. Fuck yeah. ass. It, it pains me to to say that. <laughs> but I... Yeah, I, I can't do the other show thing and just pick <laughs> Oregon for the sake of picking Oregon. No, I can't. So the next one is Iowa and Iowa State. Ooh. Now Iowa looked a lot better than Iowa State did, but yet somehow Iowa State's favored by four and a half. Ooh. <sighs> I wonder what the line makers are seeing there. I don't know. I really don't know. Now, Iowa, is, Iowa State is ranked higher. I mean, that maybe def- they're thinking that Indiana's a fraud. That mm-hmm. Iowa defense looked ready. Yes. Mm-hmm. And again, I said, under current Ferentz, that team is always solid. I, I'm not, we did a show, we did a whole thing last week about how Iowa State can't cut the mustard and they're overrated. I can't pick up now. Iowa. <laughs> Dorian? Yeah, I got to go with Iowa. Yeah, okay. So the next one I picked, just because it's the the, co- the cross-conference, A&M versus Colorado. A&M's mm-hmm. a 17-point favorite. And Dorian, I'll go to you first. Who do you think's going to win? Man, hard to go against SEC, man. Texas A&M. See, he knows. Why doesn't everybody, why doesn't anybody say anything about him knowing? He knows. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we just got to ask it to by Alabama. And I think they were being nice. Smack, smack. <laughs> <laughs> so, BJ, you going A&M? Uh, just, yeah. Uh... 
I don't see that that's the upset this week. I don't. That doesn't seem upsetish to me. Well, it does seem to me. Oh, wh- what did we just talk oh. about? What did we just talk about? Now, AM going to Colorado is not that, that not that far. Yeah, but Jimbo Fisher goes down the field, so the quarterback's ball going to fly like two yards further. He's got an advantage. Yeah, but I just I, I see Colorado winning that game. I that really do. That was a pile of horseshit. Did you hear that? That was just a pile of horseshit that flew out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All science, I don't know enough about. Well, just be like every other American, just talk spouting off science. You have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Here's your upset pre welcome to the SEC. You think Arkansas is going to win? I'm saying it right now. Dorian? Uh, you know, I think. I think Sarkees is going to make some noise, man. I'm, I'm going to go with Texas. I got to go with Texas. I'm sorry. Arkansas is just not very good. Upset. <laughs> upset of, it's not upset good, of the man. week. <laughs> upset of the week. They're going to win this and lose everything else. I think Sark is trying to coach us back to the NFL. So he's like, you know what? I just need, if I can have a nine and two season. Sark is just trying to coach for free drinks. Yeah. I can't I can't believe Sark keeps going to these parties. Like, he's just testing himself every day. No, I can't believe the party schools are letting him come back. <laughs> they must throw him. They must take him from the, the office, throw him in a panel van and drive him home. No way. No, <laughs> nothing. Like, just to the house. Exactly. Like, like old school? <laughs> like, I smell jalapeno poppers. Keep driving. <laughs> Exactly. Like, Sark, where are you going? Yeah, I'm just going to the uh, players' hall to make sure they're okay. There's a party, so you can't go there. She's 19, seriously. 19. I already asked. I already asked. <laughs> Did you check ID? <laughs> shit. Guy hanging out in bars and drinking with students and shit. I don't know. You better be checking ID. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. oh. <laughs> hey, I can say it. I didn't do it. He did. <laughs> So yeah, I want to notice I didn't pick the other um, cross conference, the, the Washington Michigan game. <laughs> Why not? Why not? You can separate your emotions. No, well, no. There's, there's that. Now, what I do think is funny is that they they released an early line last week, and it was Washington by five. The line is now Michigan by six and a half. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm some delight, right? staying the hell away from that game. <laughs> you want to jinx? No. <laughs> Doradamas. Doradamas. <laughs> I don't know if the show knows who Doradamas is. He's the poisonous snake of a football game protector who destroys people's seasons with one one vote. Oh, that's okay. Michigan season's already gone out. I mean, lost Ronnie Bell on, on an injury. Yo, speaking of Doradamas, real quick, quick story. Trevor hey. Lawrence. No, 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 no. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would at least win at least five games. I'll be happy with five to six games if you can. So but, um, retires? We're gonna talk about that because I saw a rumor, I saw something, and I said I can see that. But anyway, so one time during fantasy football, right? Person pissed me off. So purposely on uh on Facebook, I was like, you know, I picked this team to like win or whatever, right? But I was just joking, dude. This guy, not say his name, but for the rest of the fantasy football season, he lost every single game. <laughs> You're not a friend. You're not a friend. You're just an actor in somebody's life who destroys it at some point. You're basically like a suicide bomber. You're just a suicide bomber. You just walk around with a bomb on you, and then you take everybody out in one shot. Everybody sees it. Yours, his. Dude, but it was just a joke. I don't know why people take you so seriously. Because you, because you, for like three years now, you'll predict shit, and people will suck for the rest of the year. People, people from high school have told you to shut up. People, people that are way bigger than you, it would just pretzel you, like pretzel you in a parking lot somewhere. They told you to shut up, and you don't. You just start listening this year. 
and I think it's I think it's because Big Bro said it to you. That much. I'm not gonna lie. That's what I think it is. Was he is he listening or is he hearing? Because there's a two different things. He's reading it on Facebook and commenting under the post. Stop. Yeah, like, stop. yeah he was sending me a private message. Yeah. What are you doing, man? Yeah. Ruined, ruined the Lakers whole season. <laughs> oh man. He's the reason the magic sucked because he keeps talking about the magic too. Doradama <laughs> says, shut up, Doradama. No, <laughs> Devon's the stop. reason why the magic sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. But uh yeah, that that, that was quite hilarious. <laughs> It is until you stumble through Leesburg and somebody comes to find you. I know, right? I make it seldom. You know how much money money I lost on that season? (laughs) 14 game losing streak. Yeah, time may have forgotten Leesburg, but people from Leesburg don't forget anything. They don't. (laughs) They ain't got nothing else to remember. God, I forget forget I still live here. (laughs) In the area, anyways. I drove I drove through it the other day and was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I was driving through the one time my daughter went, Daddy, what's that smell? Oh, it's just the oranges. <laughs> Burning constantly. Constantly. A couple times a week. Yeah, it smells just, great, it, doesn't it? Oh, it's it's stank. They it couldn't stank. They couldn't pump steamy orange juice out of a tube. They gotta pump steamy burnt orange juice out of it. <laughs> Like, come on, help us out here. At least do both. Exactly. At least, like, you know, have Marita and like bake bread while you're doing that. Like, some type of decent smell. Something. <laughs> they uh, they crush the flour here and they send it to China to be made into bread to have it shit back because we're efficient. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> so on on that note, we'll take a quick break. Economy. <laughs> Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 2020. And we're back. And do you guys know what happens in two days from now? Foosball. Boom. Foosball. Fo- my, foosball with the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa say, Bay Buccaneers. My Ooh. foosball specifically. <laughs> <laughs> Uh man, that's gonna be an interesting game, man. Um, Telling you, nervous. Yeah, that's gonna be so, uh, well, well, BJ, I'm, I'm sure you know. So, so with Zach Martin, this situation. So, is he is he vaccinated or is he not vaccinated? Um, I haven't really dug into all that, but I'm assuming that if you're on Jerry's team and Jerry's coming out and talking about being vaccinated, you're vaccinated. Yeah, it, it's unofficially official in the policy. So, so let me let's, let's look at it from this point of view. If you're not going to cost Jerry by kneeling on his field, are you going to cost Jerry by having his whole offensive line taken out because they were sitting in the same room as you? Not at all. Yeah, no, 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 not doing that. So you're going to go get the shot. You're gonna get this shot when you die. I'll pay your family for money. Yeah. And and that's the thing. So I mean, he yes, he does have COVID. More than likely, he'll be completely fine. But because he's got COVID, he's out this week. Yeah. This is not the week you want to be out. It isn't. But I, we do have offensive linemen who would start on a lot of teams. In this. They are not Zach Martin. There will be a, some kind of difference for sure. But their quality starting offensive linemen on other teams. So I don't think if, the gameplay is going to change too much. So if you're Dallas. Do you uh, pay attention or you go back to what the Chiefs didn't do when they went up against the uh, Bucks in the Super Bowl? Uh, well, to adjust for that? we have our tackles. <laughs> so, <laughs> first of all, we have our tackles. Um, Shaq Barrett's a beast. That whole offensive line, defensive line is crazy. <laughs> but we have our tackles. And Tyron Smith has seen JPP for like 15 years. That's he saw him when he had 10 fingers. Oh, well, okay. Well, I wasn't going to go there. But sure, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> you know JPP oh. is in Tampa, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. So, oh, I'm gonna tell you guys. <laughs> I would change the subject with JPP. There's a 20 percent less chance you get poked in the eye <laughs> during the fight. JPP it's my fault. Like I started this. Try to slam. You. What's that? I said JPP seems like tight, but he'll try to slam you. If he tries to slap you with that one hand, if you duck, you might get just the fingers flying over the top of your head. 
I'm so glad Adam edits. <laughs> Probably not this. But... <laughs> oh, oh, man. Not good. So, but yeah, I guess the, the question that I have is, can the Dallas defense stop the Bucks' offense? Well, see, honestly, our fantasy matchup of the week for me was going to be the Bucks receivers <laughs> against the Cowboys defense. <laughs> I figured this is going to be like a 45 to 43 game. All kinds of fireworks. Nobody stops no, anybody. Normally, the first those in that game is, because the defense no. is really aren't quite ready and the offenses are they, they take off so yeah offense knows where the ball's going everybody else got to figure it out yeah yeah i think dallas has has the advantage with their receivers against tampa bay's secondary i think i, I, th- I think, I think both do both yeah. receiving both <laughs> right. receiving groups are, that's why i'm thinking this game could be awesome it really could be just a great game to watch for any football fan who likes touchdowns so not 10 to 3 no i don't i don't see that happen you're scaring me now <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we said that about the Georgia Clemson game. Hey, this is going to be a great game to watch. And it just wasn't. Well, and you know, I don't know about the Cowboys defense. Dan Quinn's the defensive coordinator. A, a, a lot of the rumblings coming out of the Cowboys locker room last year was that they couldn't understand what the hell was a Mike Nolan started the season. Yeah. They didn't know what the hell they didn't understand his defense. And that's, that's followed him around his whole career. That his defense overcomplicated. And that's a problem. And that's yeah. a problem when you got guys that have already seen a few defensive coordinators and versions of a defense and they're still here. They've, they're used to learning defense and then you bring one in and they're like what yeah so dan quinn has a, a more simpler version a more fundamental version of defense and so i'm hoping that will when you think you're lost so if they're not thinking they can act yeah that's what i'm hoping and, and i would say probably 75 percent of defense is being in the right spot and if you have to think to get there you're about a half a second late yeah so hopefully hopefully dan quinn's the biggest signing yeah so so he is coaching on thursday dan quinn i haven't heard why he wouldn't be because i know i know he was in covid protocol. don't don't i didn't see that don't you do that was he? Was Don't Tor Thomas his defensive coordinator on week one. Week man, one. I wouldn't do that, man. I, would, <laughs> I, I haven't I even do that. I haven't even beat you in fantasy football yet. <laughs> yeah, no, there's nothing that says anything about that. I'm seeing. Oh, so he good? Yeah. Golly. Okay, beat your heart attack. <laughs> that wasn't intentional, man. I just knew that. I knew that he didn't coach you last game because uh, he was a COVID protocol. Yeah, that was two weeks good. ago. Was it two weeks? Was it? Yeah, oh, the yeah. Cowboys. But I know the yeah. Cowboys went off two. Weeks. Yeah, it's two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I gotta say, I'm not a fan of this. Like you, the three preseason games are four for the Cowboys and then a complete total week off. I know. You just got everybody loose and, and, fre- yeah, and ready like to go. And Not a fan. No. And then you let, here, sit down let these hamstrings get tight again. Yeah. That's what we all need is hamstring problems with the fantasy football league going on. Yeah. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. I meant football players don't need hamstrings. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Doreen, you wanted to mention something about Jacksonville? Yeah. So, um, I'm a part of this uh, group, this fan group with the, Jag- the Jaguars, whatever, and they so were you're, saying, you're the president of the Jackson Jaguar fan club? Is that what I'm hearing? No, but I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'd be sending out apology letters for that email you sent the week after the draft. <laughs> That's what you'd be doing. Like, I'm sorry. I got everybody so hyped up. You just horseshit. Pretty much. I mean, it gets it gets uh, ruthless in that uh, in that group. So that's why that group, I, I probably wouldn't want to be the president because I'll be going after a lot of people. But anyway, so in a group, they were saying that uh, rumor has that urban has a uh a, i don't know if it's a therapist or someone who comes there and like they do like yoga and stuff like that and they're like it's too early in the season for that half so everybody's already panicking so they start talking about okay so if urban decides that this is too much for him who's going to take over so 
and they were, you know, talking about different things. They were saying that one of the names that actually did come up was uh, before before they were going after Urban. Well, pretty much they were going after Urban the whole time. But the the second person that they they wanted was Eric Bieniemy. I hope it's true. Again, this is all history. everybody everybody wants Eric Bieniemy. If you go through any franchise fan page that is in in flux, everybody wants Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, the owners don't want Eric Bieniemy, and it is absolutely hilarious to me. This man has not coached one meaningful game yet. And we're talking about replacing this shit <laughs> right. is so aren't you so glad you wasted a whole season you had a decent quarterback last year and, oh man oh man it's, oh, it's, it's tough, but it's flopping. tough, but you know, but but what I've seen for what Urban is doing, especially his schemes, things of that nature, like a lot of the stuff that he calls were things that he did at Florida and he did at old special Ohio State, and it's not working. So hopefully, I'm I'm being the optimistic fan. Hopefully, yeah. things will change. For but. for your sake, I just hope he's not <laughs> Chip Kelly 2.0. Oh, Definitely. I'm waiting for full Bobby Petrino. <laughs> Man, you gonna like that leave like leave your ass leave your ass in the locker room the next thing you're gonna see me is a letter in your locker when you get back to your land great season guys i'm gonna go week 15 some, i'm gonna go pick up some chick that's not my wife and ride around on a motorcycle and then find a way to go back to coach ohio state Oh, they they don't want him. They they would they would love to stay with Ryan Day. To be one hundred percent honest with you, yeah. Well, I mean, kicking Michigan's ass, you might as well keep him around. Yeah, I mean, he's kicking everyone's ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like you said, it only matters who in that rivalry who beats who wins. That's it. Yep. Yeah. The other coach can be a real problem. They go on a losing streak. I mean, unless you're Jim Harbaugh and you got some uh some secret on the president of the university or something, you get rid of. <laughs> I remember you. We did cocaine when you were a teaching assistant back in the eighties. Exactly. I remember you yeah yeah i remember you you i still got that picture of you in that gimp suit yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring out the gimp <laughs> jim harbour just signed another 10-year deal with the University of Michigan <laughs> that's our second or third gimp reference like golly <laughs> Pulp it's, fiction. It's, Pulp it's fiction. so early yet Pulp fiction has <laughs> ruined both of you i love that movie man Classic. It's the classic, man. It's the classic. Oh, jeez. I, mean, I guess for this NFL season, I, I'm really curious about how the second-year players, now granted, it's a little selfish us with the fantasy football, but how the second-year players really progress this year, whether it's Herbert, whether it's Burrow, whether it's um, any of the other rookie, rookies last year. Justin Jefferson's an, another one. Can they take that next step and really become just all pros? I like Herbert. Yes. Absolutely. He's fun to watch. Yeah, the, the, thing, yeah the thing with Herbert is he needs just a few more weapons like he, he needs a, a respectable running game and once they get that look out if keenan allen could find a decent knee he'd be all right yeah yeah, yeah. and i won't, i wonder if they regret uh getting rid of tyro Williams. i was just saying you read my mind bro. i was just saying i was gonna say the same thing and now he's stuck on some shitty team with jared goff <laughs> is he no one receiver there or he should be right who else would it be yeah they exactly. got yeah jones gone oh damn yeah, he's in a world here. Where's Golden Tate? Where's Golden Tate when you need him? I know. I think he's in Seattle. You better call him. Tell him to come back. <laughs> Please, please come back. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and again, I do like what the Lions are doing. And this year, they're going to suck, 100%. But I like what they're doing. They're trying to build a foundation. They're not just going after the shiny quarterback and running back from the same college. They're trying to build from the inside out. <laughs> you need you need oh, to call. Give me a break, man. You come need, on. Y'all need to call a shaman or something. 
Y'all need somebody. Y'all need somebody to come through that building and wave sage. Dude, we need a we need an exorcist or something. Yeah, we need to call up Kyrie Irving. Hey, Kyrie, man, come on, come on down, man. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody did a voodoo on you. That's what yeah, it with is. Um, Billy Sims when they, when they traded him away, he said y'all will never win a Super Bowl in fifty years, and it's been like sixty. That's a solid. You see that? That's a solid curse. Wow, it's effective. It's outlived yes. its natural life. That's like the Billy Goat curse. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the question is, is it really a curse or the Lions just suck? Maybe he just knew that generations of the Ford family was football stupid. Yeah, there's always that. That could be that. And he's like, man, he's just going <laughs> to keep handing it down. These guys are all idiots. Yeah. Hey, good old American made. Yeah. Keep it in the family. Keep it in the family. Don't make it better. Just make sure we keep the money. Yep. <laughs> Screwing people out of student loans. Not even knowing what a student is. <laughs> hey, I gave you $10,000 to go to school. Yeah. Where'd you go to school? Oh, shit. That wasn't even on a campus. God damn it. <laughs> Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> wow. Start, starting for Bishop Sycamore, defensive end, Farouk Alameen. Exactly. They come to find out he just, just got out of uh, county. Yeah. Been locked up for 10 years since he was 21. And still got eligibility left. And, and suckered in IMG and ESPN. I mean, like, look, dude, that's some catch me if you can shit. Don't, I, the, the phrase applies. Don't knock the hustle. <laughs> Who is this coach? Who is the coach? Where is he from? Goddamn Houdini. So why my, my, flag football coach? My favorite was the ESPN was like, look, they've got some college talent. No, they don't. <laughs> they got some Who college, these guys? They got some college age talent. That's what it was. That's how they're gonna get out of court. They're like, oh, it's a typo. They forgot that one word. Age. College age talent. Are we talking Dan- uh, Danny Almonte again? What happened? <laughs> I never guys in like late twenties. Lost all their birth certificates in a fire. Sorry. So no true, story, true story. I was telling my wife about the Danny Almonte thing from back in the 90s she's like no that didn't happen it like happened. no yeah it did oh, he did. <laughs> 14 years old playing 12 year old baseball uh, why is he, Dude, why he he's chucking everyone out he was like 16 he was like 16, mm-hmm. 16. Like, why is he always like, throwing no hitters <laughs> whooping those kids ass too just like he should big brother big brother this <laughs> fucking randy johnson out there man. mowing him down how does why does he have a slider kids elbows don't do sliders <laughs> Hey, Danny, make sure you shave your mustache before you go out on the mound. I know if we'll get, fuck it, we're going to whack. <laughs> you imagine getting your mustache waxed? Ooh. <laughs> Is that the bet for whoever loses this fantasy football out of the three really? of us? No. Worst uh, uh, we're, not, we're not going there. Oh, no, no, no. Just hey, take the I money, bro. You can take the money. I ain't doing this. I am glad that went over like a lead balloon. <laughs> I've had some bad fantasy luck recently, and who the hell wants a mustache wax? I couldn't even imagine. Your nose would be running for a week. <laughs> be red and shit like Rudolph. You ever use an old thing. razor and have it catch a hair or something? That's Ooh, bad enough. Yeah. You, yeah. Ooh. Imagine the wax. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And you have to do it ninja style. You got to snatch. You can't, just, you can't just peel it. You got to. Yeah. Like Steve Carell style. <laughs> oh, no, are you sure you muted yourself back there? Because that was you, not. Do you know he really did that, right? That yeah. wasn't a scene. He actually yeah. got waxed for that. Yeah. Yes, that sir. Was... And he he had never had it done. And his reactions <laughs> are 100% his reactions. Yep, yep. And when they did that nipple, <laughs> when they did that nipple, <laughs> how do you not slap somebody? Oh, man. I didn't know that he did for real. Yeah, yep. Yep. yeah you, they had one take. Oh, that's his real man. blood. That's his real blood on his chest. <laughs> that was classic. That's a trooper. That that makes that scene like five times better because he's in there and all those reactions from Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen, 100% genuine. Like they're, they're like, oh, no. 
<laughs> that, Paul Rudd, I think Paul Rudd seen there sitting there holding his mouth like this, like, oh God. He's trying not to laugh. It, it reminds me of the um Chris Farley, the, the Matt Foley skit that Chris Farley did on Saturday Night Live. So the yeah. very first uh, Matt Foley skit, he didn't practice with Christina Applegate or um the the guy that was in the I forget who the who the guy was. Was it Dave Spade? It, it may have been. And so he started flopping around the living room, going through tables and chairs. And you can actually watch them. I mean, they are just trying so hard not to crack out because they had no idea what he was going to do. Chris Farley is legendary. Yes. Legendary. Living a fan down by the river. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I would say probably probably my favorite example of, you know, an actor, like a real, you know, reaction was the Alan Rickman drop scene from Die Hard. Yeah, they really dropped. Yeah. And they didn't tell him they were going to drop him. They were supposed to drop him on three, but they dropped him they on dropped two. They dropped on two. <laughs> So that's his real face when he's falling down into an airbag. Wow, he did. I was going to say great acting, but damn, I would have passed out. Hey, it qualifies. Yeah, great acting, <laughs> not piss yourself. Yeah. 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 So we're, we're going to do the same thing we did for college. We're going to do an NFL pick them. Mm, here we go. Right. Yeah, here we go. We got some can games I, for. Yep. Can I recuse myself from the first one? No, no. You got to pick it. Oh, the first oh, one's Dallas and Tampa. Boy. Tampa is an eight point favorite. You're not picking Dang, against the game. line. You're picking the game. Oh, I was just about to say Tampa won't cover. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Ah, oh, thanks, Alex. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that, Adam. That's not what I needed right there. Not what I needed. Ah, <laughs> uh, to go to Dorian first. That's Dorian first. I need to ponder. <laughs> said, Shit, you got me shook over here. Look, man, pick this game. I don't pick cowboy games. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm picking the the Brady Bucks, man. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Go ahead, Adam. It, put it out there. Yeah, I'm 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 going Tampa. Yeah, put my boys up there. We are not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> See, look, with- yeah, put them up there. <laughs> <laughs> the the next game is really the only good time you'll be a really good football in Jacksonville. It's Green Bay, New Orleans. They're playing in Jacksonville because of the hurricane. <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> Damn. I bet you Jameis throws for more yards than Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. We're going to get the text. I don't know. Yeah, you're going to be down, so you'll probably be throwing a lot. Yeah, they got Tyrod Taylor, so I mean, what fluke injury will he get this year? Dude, we can, I, I, I believe we can beat the Texas. That's one game that I'm picking the Jaguar. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, look, you missed your confidence. It's the Texans. Will Dora Damas pick the Jaguars to win nine games this year? Uh, I will not. Why or not? He will not. Why not? Because no. you know what you do to people's life. That's why. Anyways, moving on. Anyways, Green Bay, New Orleans. Green Bay's favorite by four. <laughs> BJ, you're up. Oh, I mean, we're looking at top three quarterback and best wide receiver in the game against anybody. I'm going to that all day. Green Bay. Dorian? Yeah, I expect um, a monster game from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I got to go with A.A. Ron. I mean, I, until I see Jameis actually be able to throw the ball to his team, I'm not going to believe it. Oh, Jake. Hey, Jameis has got eyeballs now. <laughs> He's got. He always had eyeballs. They were just now working. They were defunct. <laughs> These are defective. Can I get new ones? Yes. New ones, please. <laughs> Anything <laughs> past 30 yards, he was going cross-eyed. Mm. You ever see him like talking interviews? I mean, he, he was squinting in that. I mean, how did Jimbo not know there was a problem? Like, what, he care? In the Jimbo didn't give a shit. He like, could do it. He did what I needed him to do. He did what I needed him to do. Except when he was standing up on picnic tables. We talk about the coaches all the time. I don't care about your well-being. Can you do what I need you to do? Mm-hmm. If yes, I will keep you eligible. I will get you all the crab legs you want. No. <laughs> 
obviously not if I got to fucking steal them. Is that true? To that six five receiver. Just throw to the really tall human being that's standing above the really short defensive back. Yeah, just do that. Oh, you'll be throw to Kevin? Yes, throw to Kevin. <laughs> throw to him. He'll catch it. Throw it to him. Up, oh, up. Yeah. yeah, make him jump. Because if he's jumping, the rest of them are screwed. Yes. And I would ask whatever happened to him, but I know what happened to him. Pie. Cheeseburgers and pie is what happened to him. Yeah, he got chunky. He got chunky. He came back, tried to play tight end, and I'm like, oh, I'll for that too. Yeah. <laughs> so the next thing we have is Seattle at Indianapolis. Seattle's favored by two and a half. Dorian, we'll go to you first. Um, so Wentz is scheduled to play. That makes a difference. Ooh, turnover. Uh, I'll, BJ's I'll looking with, at Seattle's defense. Num, num, num. <laughs> I'll go with Seattle in a close game. I think it's going to be close to what people think. So do the people in Vegas. Yeah, they think it's going to be, you know, just a field goal game. I don't like Carson Wentz, not one bit. They have a very good running back, very good offensive line, and one of the best linebackers in football. I'm going with the Colts. Now look at you. See, what, what worries me about the Colts is not just the quarterback, but I, I think T.Y. Hilton's out too. Mm. I'll tell you what, Frank Reich's brain could win games. So yes. uh, that's why I'm go- That's another reason I'm going with the Colts. I really yeah. like him as a coach. I like him as a player, even though he played for Buffalo. I mean, he, he was what you wanted for a backup quarterback. He was the architect of one of the biggest comeback in playoff history, I believe. The biggest comeback. Yeah. The biggest, biggest, biggest 35 points, yeah. I believe. Right. 35 to 30 is 32 points. And I remember and also, that because I was sitting, sitting there watching the game. And when um, Houston took the, the pick six back to go up 35 to three, I went, it's over. My dad looked at me. He's like, no, it's not. Because if they can score 35, they can score 35. Yeah, the Bills offense was wild. Yep. That's oh, yeah. what that was. And, and the problem with that was that Houston did not have a running game. Yeah, you it can't was, kill it, the clock. You're nope. just going to keep getting the offense back on the field and giving them a chance. Yep. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dorian. I interrupted you. What were you going to no, say? No. Oh, yeah. oh, good. Um, I was going to say, even though T.Y. Hilton's out, uh, I think that Frank Reich is starting to take a liking to uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Yep, yep. So I see him having a solid game too on uh, against Seattle because Seattle's secondary is eh. I mean, secondary. Yeah, they're secondary. Secondary. I see secondary. What you did there. Yeah, you like that. <laughs> I see what you did. So I, I'm actually going to pick Seattle. Ooh, okay. Um, uh, and, and my reasons, again, T.Y. Hilton's out. It's, Dangerous. Yeah. And just, I think it's going to be like a 21-20 game. Um, I, I think it's probably, Seattle's probably going to score late to go up 21-20. Indianapolis is going to have a chance to kick a field goal and just, it'll be pushed right, right or something. It's just kind of what, what I'm feeling for that game. Like I, I could see any covering, but Seattle's still winning, even though it's it's a, a low Low spread. I can see that. We are. Uh, we've been blessed with some good games to start start the NFL. I know, right? So, and and the last one that we're going to pick is Vegas. Doesn't think it's going to be good. I think Vegas was wrong. Cleveland versus Kansas City. Oh, they don't make their money being wrong. Uh, hey, you know, I say I tell people all the time. Those skyscrapers were not built with gumdrops and lollipops. No, nope. they were built by suckers. <laughs> suckers. Slot machine. Yep. Golly. Um, man. Again, we're this picking, is a, this picking is a straight tough up, one. not against the spread. I did a little yeah. listening and reading about Kansas City's offense offensive line they brought in two veterans adam has mentioned mentioned previously on the show and they, they brought some other help to create some depth so hopefully they've addressed that if not i think cleveland's on the wrong team to test that mm-hmm. um i'm going with the browns i can't believe i said oh. that can't believe i said that so if you look at my picks i could go one and three or three and one those are, those are my two choices that's it <laughs> yeah um you know i i actually agree with bj man i'm, I'm picking the browns the reason oh, why man. i'm picking the browns is because it just uh well first off uh st hilaire 
um I don't think he's playing um or or he may play he's like questionable uh that is going to be huge for what um Kansas City does I also think too that the secondary of the Browns is very good and not saying that Kansas City secondary isn't you know bad I mean they have to kill or whatever but it just said I just think that this is gonna be a game to where the Browns is gonna have that nothing to lose attitude like you know what we're gonna come in here with round and I think that they're they're gonna give them a pretty tough game to do it I think the game is gonna be great I think it's gonna be probably the game of the week um I'm I'm actually gonna go with Kansas City and for a reason that no one has mentioned it's in Kansas City and there are fans as as we saw this past weekend the fans are desperate to be part of the game now mm-hmm. and now that that now that they're back yes COVID is still a thing let's not let's not get it wrong you know and yes it is outside it is a lot safer than being inside especially in Indianapolis and that that crowd is always crazy and now they're now they're coming back I just I I see that making a difference whether it's Baker misreading something whether it's a couple of false starts to, to kill a Cleveland drive and just it, I I see Kansas City pulling out because of the crowd and you know Patrick Mahomes might have something to say with that too but yeah. my my main feeling is because of the crowd and right. and we'll fair enough yeah we'll, we'll, we'll keep this going all year um we'll, we'll kind of see how we do against each other i think it'll be fun absolutely for I like it. Game. Nothing like keeping a record of our stupid decisions. Hey, you know, that's what I'm talking about. If, if nothing else, this podcast is fantastic. <laughs> unlike, unlike other sports shows, we, we have a memory. And when we say something stupid, every one of us will, will jump on it. And we remember for the end of time. And hammer it in each other's heads. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Did you guys see the rant, the last rant between Michael Irvin? Dude, my ears can't take that show. Michael Irvin's going to punch him. I really think he's going to snap because he looked like he wanted to get to his face. I don't like. (laughs) No, they need they need a divider between them. All spit flying back. They do. We're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> you put put the plexiglass back up. Could you imagine? That's why there's no. That, that's why the host sits back so they don't get spit on. Those two yeah. yelling at each other. Molly just goes, "Get yeah, y'all, y'all mm. going to have fun. I don't care." Mm. Yeah. I can see Michael Irving going. Hold on, Molly. Molly, shut the fuck up for a minute. I just told you that the Lakers are going to win. <laughs> why does it smell go- like cigars and cognac? <laughs> and regret. <laughs> Michael Irvin regrets nothing. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Stephen A. Smith regrets running uh Kip off. That's what he regrets. Yeah. Yep, he does. And I mean, I just, I, I could barely watch the show when Skip and, and, and Stephen A. were there. Kellerman wasn't as loud. Some of us points didn't make any sense, but at least, you know, he could speak eloquently and calmly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I can take a show with Stephen A. Smith and Michael Irvin together. I, I severely mean, dislike this, take the opposing opinion, even though it's wrong and argument. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. no, I, I told you that Minnesota was going to be the Ohio State. No, you didn't. You're wrong. Shut up. Go away. Exactly. I watched this yesterday. I watched <laughs> I know y'all are used to repeat viewers, but I can't believe a lot of people watch that. People tune in for Stephen A. Smith. That's just the noise. It. it was I mean, cool for not, it was cool for a year or so. And it's like, uh. you know, and it's not like it's a Howard Stern. Like Howard Stern, you would tune in because you never know what kind of crazy shit he would do. He wasn't loud. He was just crazy. He was yeah. he was different. You know, you tune into Joe Rogan, even though he's an idiot. You know, because he's not loud. He his guests do speak eloquently and, and know what they're talking about. I cannot listen to Stephen A. Smith for more than maybe twenty minutes. Boy. And then at that that point, like the quote from Billy Madison starts coming into my head. It's like, we are all dumber for listening to what you just said. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) You you are no points and may God have mercy in your soul. I think once he started branching out from basketball, basketball, I could tolerate him. But once he started branching out football and other sports, kind of like, nah, bro. 
Not... Well, and it's funny. I was talking to my neighbor uh, about Gus Johnson over the weekend because he watched the the game on, thir- on Thursday with Minnesota and Ohio State, and we were talking about Gus Johnson. He's like, the announcer just seemed to be like excited about every single play. And I was like, yeah, see, I love love me some old school Gus Johnson. When he did the NFL on on NBC, like the the ending was exciting. There was always something, always like the the magic of Gus always had like some good good ending. But he never really let loose during the game. He, he was never really that excitable during the game. He was almost like Joe Buck, and then he'd have be, be excited at the end. When he went to Fox, it seems like Fox just went, yep, yeah, go. Hey, people like it when you're excited. You just go nuts. And it's like, I, I can't take it. Maybe I'm just old. Maybe so. Ge- like, Geezer-ish. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you guys feel about, uh, like, for instance, I like Joe Tessitore. I don't mind Joe Tessitore. He is personification of the color beige, which is very bland. Mm. He's not mm. very excitable, which, you know, sometimes it's a good mm. thing. He called but... you pen. He called you penny loafers. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like, what was it? Like, like the last um, the, Boat the game that he called with uh, McElroy or whatever. I thought that he was very, like, he knew what he was talking about. He wasn't that's... over the top. He was just... Well, that's not a qualification. That's just his job. Like, that's, but that's not an accomplishment. That's just his job. To know it is yeah so that's that's like a base thing that's like when people say they're nice that's okay you, cool that's how, that's how you get hey, shit i pay my taxes okay good <laughs> for you that's right. that's how you get shit everybody should be nice like i don't understand why yeah if you tell me you're nice i'm nervous I'm like <laughs> Yeah, bullshit. I'm like, nice. Geez. So no, that's him knowing what I, you can't lump that in there as a, like something to celebrate. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, wait, he you know, four what? years of school and he's been doing it for twenty years. I hope he could be like Booger McFarland. No, let's not yeah. talk about Booger. <laughs> <laughs> what seriously though we haven't talked about this i know this is a, a couple year old story but it has who thought it was a good idea to put a 300 pound man on a crane in front of the people <laughs> that pay the most to watch the- i i don't know i got nothing <laughs> nobody does it was the dumbest thing that ever happened Rage. i mean i imagine imagine paying 1500 bucks for that ticket and then he comes and squats down in front of you they roll the crane down right in front of you and he sits there i mean you aren't gonna like kind of feel like hey get your fat ass off that crane i'm trying to watch this game do you want to tell him i mean adam i'm kind of stupid at some point <laughs> i'll be like get the fuck out of the way dude <laughs> I'm not saying it would go over well. I'm not, I'm not winning any physical confrontation that happens about this, but I might tell him to get the hell out of the way. If I paid that money for those tickets, come on. Jeez. Plop your ass right down on the 50-yard line. You better get the hell out of here. That was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> you guys can't even argue. It was just a rant. No, no, no. It's like when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. I just let you go. <sighs> Oh, I had to get that. I've been wanting, I want more than one person to hear that for a while. So I feel See, that's why you want to have a podcast. You want to finally get that off your chest and you're good. That, it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, he's in the way. That's <laughs> the first thing that came to mind. I, the producer, like, does he still have his job? The producer's like, that's it. That's great. That's a great, <laughs> that's a great idea. And, and it wasn't just in front of like one one seat that was 52 no. it was like all of them he was he would move it and... was like a chunk yeah he would screw the whole thing and, and you know booger's going where the action is he's not going to like stay 10 yards this way or 10 yards that way if the ball's on the 49 booger's on the 49 so it's like <laughs> oh, oh man okay. <laughs> see if you can sneak a super soaker into the stadium just be like and shoot him like get out of the way man shoot his whiteboard so it doesn't work do something now there was a rumor that espn wanted to get philip rivers to do monday night football philip rivers better do something those kids those kids eat those <laughs> kids will continue to eat what's he got 15 of them i think it's like nine same thing he's not like he's not cromarty after all things it's just after eight it's just a gaggle <laughs> hey but you know what at least he knows the names of all of his kids <laughs> can you blame cromarty dude had a vasectomy and had another kid his sperm probably has boxing gloves <laughs> 
the fuck out of here. Just <laughs> punch his way right through. Uh, matter of fact, I think one of his kids, I'm, I'm going to look it up. I think one of his kids plays uh, high school football uh, here in Central Florida. But no, surprise me. He's got like a 1 in 15 shot of having another him. So, like, <laughs> he's got better odds than any other NFL player. I would be surprised Probably. if it's only one kid. Steel sharpens steel. He might pop out two defensive backs on there. Yeah, but I mean, didn't he have like 15 kids with like seven or eight different women or something? He can almost yeah. he can almost have a family softball with only his children. <laughs> he probably could, you know, because he's got 15 kids. Seven his on wife, seven. Yeah, well, you get your wife, get your get yourself. That's eight on eight right there. All time pitcher and you can do it. <laughs> Dorian's still trying to do research. Could you imagine? To... Like, let's go to ice cream. Let's go get ice cream. And you have to like pull the RV out. Do this. <laughs> Like, we're going to go to McDonald's, you pull up, and then you just go, oh, shit. Like, hey, kids, we're going to the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, no, not all of us. I can't afford that shit. <laughs> Mom and I are going to the Caribbean. You guys are going to sit here with your grandmothers. No, no, it's like, okay, guys, the, 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 the room on the cruise only holds six. So me and your mom are going. Y'all get to figure out which four are going. You're pulling names out of a hat. Imagine, like, I can keep imagining. This, this is It really boggles my mind, all the problems that can arise. Like, you know how it is to have two families come together? How about 14? Mm. Like graduations? If these kids are all close? Mm, no. I'll never have that barbecue. Kids only. <laughs> Extended family stay at the house. Yeah. So Dorian, what did you find out? Yeah, so apparently his son, Antonio Cromartie Jr., uh, he goes to school in Atlanta. He goes to Carrollton High School. He's their uh, DB punt returner. He's a Under Armour All-American. He's a sprinter. How tall is he? Dad's like 6'3". He is here. Because that was one of Cromartie's things, the fact that he's huge and fat. Yeah, he, yeah, he's only um, he's only five eight. Oh, well, I mean, he'd be technically great and be effective, but he he needs to be on the rack. Yeah, I know Daryl Green was good, and he was only five seven, but he was well, fast as hell. I'm about to say you're talking about world class speed. Yeah, that that was like sprinter For, Olympian speed. Yeah, from like anybody who ever talks about him says that. That's why I say. I mean, if yeah. all these guys say it, all the play guys that played against. There's there's so many videos you can find of him hawking people down from behind. It's just crazy. Yeah. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 2020. And we're back. And so because it's NFL season, we have done our first annual Sandlot Sports League of Integrity Fantasy Football Draft. Finished it last night, posted the episode today, and we are all ready for games on Thursday. So yes, we yeah. are. Yes. So now you get to listen to 40-year-old men talk about their fantasy football teams. Go so up. So excited. <laughs> AK, what did you call it? It's fairy tale football. Fairy tale football. <laughs> oh, so now I, I did get a team, and for the for the good of the show, I did put together a team. So and, and, and we all did. And he stuck playing me the first week. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah it's is, funny how that works. <laughs> Everything was done random, and it, yeah, sure. You, you could, oh, you could tell it was random. If I'm in the middle of the draft, it was random. <laughs> if I'm not at the front or the end of the draft, you have nothing to worry about. I promise you, it was random. So we're going to kind of keep track of how the how how we're doing in the league. Um, my guess is probably none of the three of us will actually make it to the finals, just because we have the podcast. So you know, people would actually care about us. They don't care about Zoe. I'm going. I'm going to the finals. I have confidence. I I, I told you before, like if I make it to the finals, I'm not going to care because I I've got a baby due that's the day of the finals. So I'm not going to care. You act like that's a dialed in thing. It could be. A, that's why when you said that, I just blew it off. We've had like four babies in four years here, and it just doesn't work like that. 
No, they they, <laughs> they come they come when they want to. They come when they want to. Yeah. Just, and the crazy thing is, be when nothing's going on, you at least expect it, and it's time for a baby now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, I'm projected to win, but if anybody plays fantasy football, you know those projections are bullshit. Yes. Always. Always. It's just uh, false hope. Yep. And see, and you're projected to win because. Again, you've got Tom Brady going against Dallas's defense. And Travis Kelsey against anybody. Yeah. So, Dorian, how are you feeling about your team? Um, I'm going I to like Dorian's me. matchup right now. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I like um, – I, I became very running back heavy. Um because in my past, I've always went with my gut feeling. My gut feeling always had me on the outskirts of either the championship or just making it to the playoffs. So I said, you know what? Let's use some logic here. Let's just get be solid a first. running back. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> we can go hey, it. he didn't draft all Jaguars. I was impressed. <laughs> thank you, thank you, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but oh god, I mean, when I saw James Robinson available, I'm like. Like, oh, should I get him? And the thing about it was, I was going to, this would be the only time that I would admit this. I will admit this. I was going to take Zeke over James Robinson, but somebody chose him before I did. Tyreek took him because I was I wanted him to. Because <laughs> I was going to take Zeke. but I wanted, I wanted 20 pounds lighter Zeke for sure. Absolutely. He's, he's going to tear it up. And y'all couldn't hear it on, on the on the episode that we posted today, but BJ was like cussing under his breath that I took Jerry Judy out from under him. Yeah, he stole Jerry Judy from him. I'd been eyeballing him and let them fall and everybody's leaving him sit there and I was like Jerry's got a quarterback this year yep. and he's one of those Alabama ride out that's what uh, Devontae Smith calls him his ride out fair enough yep. Dorian gets to play the dead dead team first means I get to make the lineup All right, the guy <laughs> the guy that had the first pick in our draft uh, bailed really yep yeah he had first pick his internet went bad they picked two team, uh, two players for him he didn't want he's like I quit and I was like what thank you yeah, his, I mean his team is like he can... he's, he's got quarterback problems yeah he's got Tua right no he's got Trevor Lawrence and oh uh, yeah he's got bigger quarterback problems bigger quarterback hey, problems hey, hey. too well, who else he has no his real problems are like six week ten miles Ooh. yeah <laughs> somebody's go somebody nice is going on that waiver wire <laughs> at least for a, at least for a week. Oh damn! Well, and so that's the yeah. thing, though. I mean, it lets you pick your strategy. It lets you rank your your guys. So if you do have problems, it's going to pick for you based on what you want. So if you bitch about how it did it, you get no one to blame but yourself. That's true. Yeah, uh, I actually had to work with them today, and I didn't really have much to say. I told my other coworker, I was like, "Look, man, I don't dislike this man, but I can't think of one positive thing to say right now, or something's not going to be yeah. like <laughs> hurtful because <laughs> I can't get over the fact that we've been." We've been doing emails and passwords since like 1995 <laughs> and uh this is a problem uh, you're having a hard time and i i even made a comment yesterday that i logged in on my desktop mm -hmm. got everything all set up even changed my password and then i did the draft on my wife's laptop because it's the only way i can kind of bring it down here to you know have the, the thing behind me and my email and password was carried over from one computer to the other i didn't have to type it in yeah. so oh, it's not like to, it's that complicated all we had to do yeah. was go in there saturday and take a look and make sure everything was working and everything yeah just yeah. Fine. yeah not what that hard yeah so what happened with me was my computer decided to do a fucking update <laughs> Right at the time, oh, I, I, I was logging in to do the draft. Yes, so I drafted my phone yesterday. Yes, that's but you still figured it out. Draft. Yeah, that's crazy. I had because there's no way in hell I was going to let the computer pick for me. Fuck that. And I'm like, so what happened? Yeah, no, <laughs> don't let the computer do it. We see how that works. Yeah. <laughs> 
our, our uh, next matchup here is Mike and Tyreek. And Tariq, sorry. And we have uh, that's going to be a little tricky. Mike's got a nice team. He's got Patrick Mahomes, Saquon Barkley, Chase Ed, Keenan Allen, Deontay Johnson, Mark Andrews, Juju, Devontae Smith, Bucks yeah. defense, and it's a solid squad. The thing with Barkley is, I don't know if he's going to be there for week one. Everything I've said that he's on track, but we all know how that track can change. Yeah, I think we made, we made a comment. It's like he might be there for week one. I don't like Mites unless it's Mitty Might and Darren Sproles. Mm-mm. No. Who's he got on a bench to replace that possible situation? Melvin Gordon. Uh, that's a solid Fi- pick. Philip Lindsay. So, yeah, those are solid solid backups for sure. But he is being met. He's projected to lose to uh, Tariq. But, oh, my gosh. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Fournette, Stephon Diggs, Amari Cooper. Boy, week seven is going to be tough for him. Sure. Is it week seven? Week 11. That's going to be a tough week. Well, see, and, that, and that's kind of the question is, do you kind of pick, you know, all the really good players and just kind of throw one week and just say, screw it. I've got all the good players and I don't care. Uh, that strategy has bit me in the butt several times. I dropped yeah. it a few years. No, I'm dead serious. It's just, it doesn't work for me for whatever reason. What I do is I try to, not have any more than three guys on the same bye week. Yeah, yeah. That's my goal, and that way I got players in constant. I got, yeah. You know, I'm only making substitutes of one to two players as opposed to seven. Because when you do that, also you can only put so many people on on your bench. You might have to drop a player you don't want on the waiver. Mm-hmm. So that can be sketchy too. Yeah, it's not not a not a big fan of that strategy. It's failed me several times. <laughs> screw screw week eleven. I don't need it. Yeah, you need week eleven, dummy. Yeah, especially <laughs> if it's close. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every point you can get. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so, speaking of Darren Sproles, real quick, Darren Sproles, like from a fantasy football standpoint, I remember like when I played in the past, like he kept me in a lot of games because the thing about Darren Sproles that I love is that not only he rushed, but he caught a lot out of the backfield. Yes. Yeah. And people would sleep on Darren Sproles. I'm like, do you guys do not know football? That PPR, man. PPR yeah. league puts a premium on receiving running back. To this day, I remember the game he had against Oklahoma in college, that Big yeah. 12 title game where he just ran up and down the field in Oklahoma. I think it cost him the title, too. Yeah. He's one of my favorite running backs to watch run. Yeah. Because his, yeah. his, his little legs just go... Yeah. <laughs> but it's hard to take him down unless you you got to really oh, absolutely like, grab him and drag him. Other yeah. than that, he'll just bounce right off. Well, that's and that's like, the, a... like the smaller running backs. And Natron Means is another good example. You kind of lose them. They're uh they're like running fire hydrants. When you yeah. get there, it's like hitting attack <laughs> on a fire hydrant. <laughs> <sighs> so our next matchup might have the best team name. Your brother Demarcus' team name is Show Me Your TDs. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Top notch team. And our other auto draft team for the guy that fell asleep and could not be woke by his wife. Nice. Nice. And we'll, we'll leave that one right there. Yeah, I've talked to him. He needs a quarterback. Two, two is not going to cut it. But he does have Dalvin Cook, Antonio Gibson, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson. That's a pretty nice group of hitters right there, along with TJ Hawkinson. I don't know about that DeAndre Swift pick. It's bad, bad pick. Or, or the Brandon Ayuk. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. I like the Browns D, though. That's going to be solid. Yeah, except for maybe this week. And he's going yeah. against DeMarcus, who picked a nice team. Lamar Jackson, Joe Mixon, Raheem Mostert, Fonte Adams, Tyree Kill. Like, that, I don't know how we let him do this. Well, that's in the in a 10, 10 in a team league. The teams are going to be good. You're not going to have just crap teams. Yeah, this is as big as I like it because everybody's yeah. got like everybody's got players yeah you know what i mean and everybody's gonna have bench players there's enough tight ends to kind of go around so i i like i like a 10-man team yeah i played in a in a 12-team league way back when and yeah by by the time that you got through your starting lineup it was slim pickings Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because yeah. if you didn't pick two wide receivers by the by the end of the fourth round, you're you're done. You're picking fourth wide receivers and stuff. It's just tough. Yeah. Um. For for the uh, gentleman Nick, if he needs a quarterback, um, 
I do have uh, a quarterback on the bench that you know if he wants to you know, I, talk I have business. To, let me look, what's this roster look like? Let me see what this is. I gotta see. I haven't really paid attention to your roster. <laughs> Who are you suggesting? <laughs> I mean, I have Baker Mayfield on the bench. You know, that's a solid quarterback, though. Yeah, I mean, you have to talk to him. You have to you have to hit that group chat. No, but tag I him, tag him in the group me. chat because he's gonna need a quarterback, especially for what he has right now. If he had Baker Mayfield, he'll be solid. He just, needs a, a he just needs a fourth quarter quarterback. He's got a three quarter quarterback. <laughs> that so should like be the, good. LeBron James back in the day, we only played three quarters. Yeah, <laughs> it should be a good matchup though. They're both projected in the one thirties, and they're two of the higher projected people. So might be some scores there, mm-hmm. some high scores. And our last matchup is Aaron and Zoe, both fantasy football vets, got their battle scars, which leads me to wonder why Aaron drafted Kyler Murray. That's fine. We won't talk. <laughs> I'll, I'll text him and ask him that question. I do like his Robert Tanyan pick. That's the, the Green Bay tight end who kind of emerged last year, mm-hmm. and he's got Aaron Jones. Eckler, Evans, Julio, Brandon Cooks, which, man, that's a tough one. Brandon Cooks, to me, just cannot stay healthy. I know, but then you don't start him, and he drops 20 points on your bench. Yeah, and you're like, what the and hell? You put him in the game, and he scores four. Yeah. So Brandon Cooks is one. I will never draft him. I'll never trade for him. I won't sign him on the waiver wire. It's always frustration. Well, and, and I will say that that is my strategy, is to get, get guys who are consistent. Not yeah. so much, you know, highs and lows, like, like a Cooks, like a David Johnson. Someone who I know is, okay, he's going to give me 15, 20 points every single time out there. No. Zoe's got Aaron Rodgers, Derrick Henry, Chris Carson, DeAndre Hopkins. That first four right there is enough to make you think. And then he yeah. throws in DJ Moore, Darren Waller, Antonio Brown. What Antonio Brown are you getting? Along with Jarvis Landry and the Rams D. I like that. That's a, a solid first four there. And he's got Kareem Hunt on the bench also. Solid team. He's got Zach Ertz on the bench too. Nicole Hardman, yeah. Michael Thomas, which Michael yeah. Thomas, Jamal Williams. I love yeah. him. So, I mean, Michael Thomas, I, I, think, again, I think we mentioned it during the, during the draft. Who are you getting and when oh. are you getting them? In my auction draft before we drafted our league last night, I ran the price up on I don't know if you've ever done an auction draft, but you suggest a player to be uh, drafted and then everybody starts bidding on them. So I was gambling. I did not want Michael Thomas, but I'm trying to knock other people's money down because I, I had like 60 bucks and most people had around 100. So I'm like, how can I do this? So I just went Michael Thomas, 16 bucks, entered it. I'll be damned. Somebody goes, bing, 17 bucks. And it went up to like 23 bucks. And somebody posts, <laughs> somebody commented, the Slant Kings are probably not even going to play this year. <laughs> but yeah. Yes. Yes. So somebody yeah. overpaid for him. Thanks to me. Feel good about that. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Feel good about Let screwing it. over your friends. It's trickery. <laughs> the auction is a different role. It's a different thing yeah. altogether, man. It's a different hustle. Like you have to keep people's money down, especially when I just spent $70 on Chris Caffrey. Now that's your own damn fault. Uh, yeah. Unless he stays healthy. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, we, we maybe do a little quick fantasy pick them. We can just talk this out real quick. I picked me to beat Adam. That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. He's got Justin Jefferson and Christian Caffrey Doran. You have a solid team you're projected within four points of each other but you have josh allen i'm gonna say dorian beats team chapman there i'm glad you didn't say i beat team, team chapman because they have Trevor Lawrence. That that's, that's a given i'm not i'm not doing the captain <laughs> obvious shit right now <laughs> asshole yeah. uh, then we got a mike rapogo i feel like mike's gonna take out Tariq. i want i mean he's got all cowboys and greg kittle so i mean if the cowboys go off Tariq might win and then demarcus and uh nick i feel like that's gonna be a good game but demarcus will probably win that don't ever trust lamar Jackson. He gets rushing touchdowns. Those are six. Yeah, that's yeah. that's and uh Aaron and Zoe. Geez, just based on the Kyler Murray pick, I'm going with Zoe and Aaron Rodgers. 
I just don't like it. I don't like the little mighty mouse guy throwing the football at me. All your linemen are 6'5". All the defensive linemen are like 6'3 to 6'5". Like, it's got to be tough. You're throwing yeah. in like hallways. And again, it's been done, but it, it's, it's an outlier. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the outlier. Yeah. Like Drew Brees was amazing. Doug Flutie was amazing. Like their, their ability to play at that size. I think Flutie might even be shorter than Drew Brees. I would say Flutie's 5'8". Five, 5'9", five, five, or something nine? like that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, which doesn't seem like a big difference, but man, football, Bre- if any Brees game is not a game that of, short. If any game is a game of inches, it's football. Yeah, and we all we all think Breeze is short because he's short compared to other quarterbacks. I think he's, he's six like foot. six one. Yeah, he's like he's my height probably. Yeah, yeah. but I'm short in professional sports. Yeah, that's yeah. Fine. <laughs> absolutely, we all are. Oh. So, but um, speaking of not being short in professional sports, you guys see uh, what Paul Pierce said today or yesterday? Yeah, <laughs> I try not. I try not to give anything he says creep. Well, this one I kind of agree with because obviously, oh right, but like yeah. he's crazy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like even even I mean even the most horrible people that write something. Yeah, unfortunately. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if if Hitler said that a microwave would be a great way to cook a meal eventually in the future, you'd have to be like, "You're right, Hitler." Like <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't mean he's a good person, but he was specifically right about that certain thing. Yeah, but when he when he called out ESPN, it's like I couldn't work there because I talk about LeBron James too much. I'm like, yeah, you're probably no. right. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that shit he said about all the people in the Hall of Fame that were doing cocaine. And, and this, that, and the other, and what am I doing? I was like, oh, come on, Paul, come on, Paul. What are yeah, you? that? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Why are you just airing out people's business? But yeah. again, he's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, he, he's, he, they call him the truth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> call him the truth. <laughs> Paul Pierce made it to the podcast for being yeah. correct. Yes. That's our little we've, we've sung. Mm. <laughs> well, due to this being at the end of the fantasy pod part of the podcast, you could just cut it. <laughs> Uh, no, I just Paul, Paul Pierce. You know, give that man any platform. Let him sell his marijuana. We're fine with that. That's fine, Paul. Go ahead. But it also shows the hatred, the deep hatred he has for LeBron. I know when he sees LeBron in, in like in person, he's just like. He he hates all of them. You see that video of him asking uh I can't remember who asked him if he's a better player, him or Dwayne Wade. Yeah. And he's like, Well, me. And then like a couple episodes later, Jalen Rose breaks down the difference in the accomplishments between the two of them. You have to watch Paul Pierce sit there and take it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that shit that. that shit is hilarious. Because Jay, because Paul, Paul, Paul goes to say something. Jalen goes, no, 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 don't backtrack now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you haven't seen that clip, you should watch. And that's the thing. Jalen knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, he was reading from a card. Their accomplishments. He was reading. It was side by side, like yeah. a pro and cons list. It was great. He goes, he goes. Dwayne Wade is All NBA three times. You haven't done that. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Jalen's face is so serious. He was like, so all oh, so serious. Because I think Jalen was trying to also not be disrespectful. Like right. he was trying not to be trying to be mocking of Paul, but at the same time, they are definitely mock Paul. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it, I mean, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's it is hilarious, Paul. But it, it's funny because like you got your Paul Pierce, and then you got um uh, the other big guy. I can't think of his name now. Kendrick Andrew Perkins. Wolf. Yeah, Kendrick Perkins. Like they try to like intellectually Moron. go at other commentators, and I remember when uh, Kendrick Perkins would try to go after Max Kellerman, and you could tell Max is like. Don't do this. Don't embarrass yourself. Well, and <laughs> I, I guess I have a question. Like, is there a an NBA commentator that's as good at NBA as Tony Romo is at NFL? Oh, yeah. Now I'm asking the hard questions. Bill Walton was. 
Yeah. Now, okay, watching Bill Walton uh, call games from his own house, that's hilarious. Because you <laughs> you know he got high right before the game. Before the game, the blunt is off camera. He's just reaching over when the, when it's just hitting it while it's on the game. Exactly. Do your thing, Bill. One of the best parts of the, about the pandemic, Bill Walton calling games from his living room. Yeah. I mean, Mark Jackson isn't bad. I mean, he I think he's pretty solid in, uh, in what he calls. But it just, Romo has like the total package, right? I mean, like, I mean, he has look, you know, the calmness in his voice. Not only that, he played the game at the highest level. So it's like, you know, he's intelligent. It, he, he just like has the, the whole like total package. It's just Tony Romo. And that's what I mean. Like, like Mike brings a great commentator, but he he doesn't bring what a Romo brings from the game itself. Brain never played beyond probably like maybe high school. Yeah. And there's not really Mark Jacks is a good one, but there's not really a color color commentator uh, analyst that that the NBA has that Tony Romo or Peyton Manning or you know and even Kobe Bryant when he was alive that, that they bring that skill of how to break the game down so people can understand it. Instead, we get Kendrick Perkins and Paul Pierce and we're like, what the fuck are you guys talking about, Tony Romo? was calling the plays from the box for like the first year and a half he's doing it. I wonder yeah. if they're like, hey, dude, he's up. you're telling the story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. He well, was very wasn't, detailed, even now. wasn't it Al Michaels? I think it was Al Michaels calling a USC game. And it was when Matt Leinard was there. And I forget who, uh, it was maybe Mike Williams was the receiver. And they gave like the like the hang loose like surfer sign. And that was the, the sign that, hey, just throw it to me because I've got one-on-one coverage. And Al Michaels said it on the air. And Pete Carroll was like, dude, you can't do that <laughs> no, I mean, that's unacceptable yeah but even then tell like, plays their, their offense who's really going to stop it like mike yeah. williams like six five two twenty but still though i mean that the the cornerback can start backing off immediately and getting in you know a better position he's not guessing anymore you take the, the guessing out of defense if they know the plays too boy who would score bill belichick <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. And and it must be getting close to 11 because now the accusations start flying. <laughs> Allegedly. That's how it happens. Yeah. Hey, I, I think his tape disappeared with the Jeffrey Epstein tape. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who took it to Epstein? Robert Kraft. And we get a phone call tomorrow. Exactly. Or black suits at the door. They're like, hey, what's the knocking? I just leave him alone. No, but yeah, that was, that was the thing. Like, you know, the, the tape from the Spygate just completely disappeared. Goodell looked at it and went, I've seen enough. I'm going to destroy this evidence. It's like he works in Washington, D.C. <laughs> he was he was prepping us for Trump. Yes. Just, you know, mobile evidence, get rid of her. Plausible deniability. Everything well, is about plausible deniability. Well, if, if the president doesn't know anything, then he can't know anything. Can't know anything. <laughs> and... And if you've watched any of my interviews, you know I'm a moron. <laughs> Man and woman TV camera. <laughs> I saw some posts like, don't mock that post. There's people that have to take that test for cognitive reasons. But so, like, fuck, they know they have to take this test for cognitive reasons. So we mock it because he said, like, mocking things is part of being American. Like, get over the shit. Yeah. Quit being so thin-skinned. You know, I, somebody asked me one time, like, is comedy dead because you, you can't make fun of anything? It's like, no, comedy is not dead. Comedy has always been based on what the audience deems is appropriate or not mm-hmm. you know if, if you go to a club in harlem what's appropriate there is not going to be the same as what's appropriate in vegas 
comedy is almost dead on a college campus. Yeah. Almost. Almost. Because they're just, they're regulating it too much. Mm-hmm. But again, that's the audience. The audience is regulated. It's, it's not the comedians. It's what the yes, audience thinks. But, yeah. but that's how you choke it out. Yeah. Part of part of what makes comedy great, in my opinion, is when you go after everybody. Right. As, as long as you aren't selectively targeting groups, say what the that's hell you true. want. I don't give a shit. Go after everyone equally. Right. Yeah. As long as you go with the same venom for everybody. Yeah. That's why, other than jacking off in his writer's rooms, I had no problem with Louis C.K. He attacked yeah. everybody equally. George yeah. Carlin, he had the same disdain for every group of people he spoke about. Well, I look at um, Matt Stone and Trey Parker with South Park. I mean, they attack everybody. Everybody. everybody and that's, that's why their show's so funny. Yeah. And right. that's why I get so pissed at I, I, Isaac Hayes when he was alive. He was on the show for, for seven or eight, nine years. Mm. Yeah, they made fun of everybody, but then they made fun of his religion and no, that's a step too far. It's like, bullshit, motherfucker. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. What what religion is Isaac Hayes? What is it, Scientology? Scientology. Yeah. And and it wasn't like they were mocking it. They like literally did like, this is what scienti- Scientologists believe. Yeah. And it was like, you know, Battlefield, Battlefield Earth. And it was like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> and if you if you've never seen the episode, it is one of the Oof. funniest episodes ever. And if you've, had, nev- if you've never seen the episodes about the uh, the bikers, yes. Whoa, whoa, yeah. And from a town, ta- from living in a town that has a bike fest, act so accurate, mm-hmm. so accurate. Well, and that's the thing. Like they are accurate <laughs> with with their satire. They're just People home run. Like he- they're, they're home run hitters. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's what they do. They hit home yeah. run. Period. Yeah. And, and, and having R. Kelly sing from a closet. Oh, yeah. I know. Like like. Yeah. <laughs> 80% of everything they do every year is great and it gets talked about on a regular yes. basis. Like it's, it's an amazing show. <laughs> it's been going on for what, 25 years now? It got it got to Leesburg and we got Comedy Central our senior year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that. Yo, that South Park episode with R. Kelly in the closet is what was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Cartman had him down that everything. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> mom, mom, Tom Cruise won't come out of the closet. <laughs> this is all this is um, all this funny and this memorable because they're allowed to do what they want and attack everybody. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and when, you, my point. when you have a comedian go to a college campus and say you can't talk about trans, you can't talk about this. If I'm talking about straight white males the same same way I'm talking about trans, then you gotta let it fly. Everybody right. gets yeah. everybody gets the business. Well, and that's the thing. You've got people like Matt Stone and Trey Parker, you got people like Mel Brooks that can do stat- satire properly. Absolutely. And and that's the kind of the thing nowadays is the, the comedians that are trying to do satire or at least claim they're doing satire, it's not done right. right. It's just done harsh. Yeah. And it's it's not not proper. And right. I think that's, that's where the line is. Because you've got Mel Brooks doing, you know, Hitler on ice and it was funny as hell. <laughs> Look, I know, Blazing Saddles. I know Jews people. I know, I know people of all colors that love Blazing Saddles. Yeah, that was a classic. <laughs> when they dress up in the clan hoods and lure the clan behind the rock. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> See, I think people are so sensitive. Like we've talked about before, it's the same blazing saddles. They hear the N-word in blazing blazing saddles and they get all up in their defenses. They aren't even paying attention to the fact that the people saying the N-word are being mocked. They're being made fun of. They're they're right. the targets of the movie. Yeah, right. And it, it like we've mentioned before a couple times Archie Bunker is the same way everything about Archie Bunker and Al Bundy is about them getting the business for being who they are and so this is why I think we're losing parts of American comedy because we're just holding back too much and people are getting so sensitive I don't know why everybody's so sensitive I got got bullied and passed it along like a good American boy why can't the rest shit I was a nerd in high school you think I didn't get bullied yeah unfortunately a lot of the bullies I was really 
Dorian got bullied. Dorian got bullied when he went to Orlando to play basketball. Yeah, but on the flip side, a lot of the bullies from these were. I was related to (laughs) free pass. (laughs) Damn it! Not all the way free because you know, you know, coming in lunchroom. Hey, give me two dollars. But this is my lunch money. Give me here, man. Just, just take it. I'll just eat a star crunch for fucking lunch, dude. Cool. But. But BJ, to your point, what what I have issues with, not so much people saying, hey, look, that offends me. Okay, cool. If you're truly offended by something, by something that somebody says, that's fine. What bothers me is I'm offended on your behalf. Like, no, if I'm not offended, stay the fuck out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just shut up over there. Shut up over there. Take your dreads and go somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. And I'm talking about Definitely. those dirty, I'm talking about those dirty white people hippie dreads. That's the dreads I'm talking about. You take <laughs> take that knotted up mess on your head, get the fuck out of here. Don't shut up. <laughs> but, but like you said before, guys, it's like those look like they smell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, he can't breathe all the way. <laughs> they do. You're telling me they look like they smell? They look like three-week-old churros hanging from what? somebody's head. <laughs> Well, that's the problem. The people that normally have dreads know how to take care of them. The white guys don't. <laughs> that, that's what we should oh. do. We should travel from college, college campus to college campus to hang dirty hippies upside down and dip their heads in the buckets and clean it. <laughs> now, now, I do know of, of an individual who has, you know, dreads, and he takes care of them, and he happens to be a white American male. He, he does a good job taking care of them. But the thing yeah. about it is his girlfriend is The exception Jamaican, proves so the rule. Knows. Yeah. <laughs> So, but when you said it, I just imagined bitching. everyone's looking like gutter from PCU. That's what I think. When I see white people's dreads, that's what I see in my head. Now, okay, pop quiz. Who played gutter? John you know? Favreau. Yes. Director of Iron Man and Elf. Really? And he, yes. And he was also in a really good Rocky Marciano biography I've seen. He played was, Rocky was that Marciano. The one, yeah. Was that the uh, one that came out like around like 2004 or something like that? It was early. It was before he became like severely popular like he is now in the okay. movie making world. Well, and and what what did it for him was Elf. Elf that's really put crazy. him on the scene of being a, a good director because that's, that's a fantastic movie. Yeah. And then right now, I think it was Paramount at the time took a chance on him to make Iron Man, and look what happened with that. Yeah, I love those Iron Man movies. They're good. Oh yes, yeah. real good. They're fun. I, I like the Marvel movies. I don't like the DC movies. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. They don't have Tony Stark because you need good satire and you need good sarcasm. No, it offends me. There's only <laughs> there's only two things you can do when you're offended, and I'm dead serious about this. There's only two appropriate responses: say something back or shut the fuck up that's it yeah. those are the only two things if you're mm-hmm. offended respond with your case or shut the fuck up and walk away don't sit yeah. there and tell me you're offended because that's only going to motivate me to do it again <laughs> yeah, I, I tell people all the time if, if i see something that offends you first of all i'm sorry but second of all tell me how i can change absolutely if, if it's a legitimate thing yeah right. if you're just being soft no i'm not going to encourage that shit like i don't encourage people's ocd don't let me see you adjust a spoon when i walk away from a set table because i go back there and poke it <laughs> I don't participate in that. I'm not, I'm not going to help you do that. BJ is not going to be a good psychiatrist. No. If, I, if I turn around and I see you touching the door handle three times every time, I'm going to catch you the second time and pick you up and walk you away. See, let, me, let me help. Let me I, help. Feel like, I feel like BJ would be Why like... Why are you trying to uh, trigger bottom. them, bro? Huh? <laughs> He's trying to trigger them. You're slowing me down. You're over here touching doorknobs. Let's get. <laughs> have y'all have y'all ever seen the Bob Newhart skit where he's a psychiatrist and the woman walks into his office and is like, I'm worried I'm going to be buried in a box. And he goes, <laughs> okay. He, he, the entire thing is, okay, well, stop it. What do you mean stop it? No, no, stop it. Yeah, but I'm worried. That's my worried. psychiatry. <laughs> that's my whole psychiatry. Why are you touching that doorknob? Well, stop I it. I have to. I have to. No, you don't. <laughs> 
Like there's no plan behind it. It's just stop whatever you're doing. <laughs> no, we we had a we had a guy that worked with you fold the pads when they're done with the move or whatever, and you have to fold them. He wants the black side out, and I was like, it's 150 degrees in this trailer. It's the end of an eight-hour day. I don't really care as long as they're folded. I don't care. I don't care what colors out. That's a you thing, not a me thing. So I fold the two stacks like that. He's like, oh, I'll just fold when we get back to the shop. I was like, that's is a plan. That sounds like a plan. Get me back to the shop. <laughs> Like that's a punishment to me. Yeah, I don't like participate. I don't. I don't. I can't participate in that stuff. Like BJ is not an enabler of certain things. No. <laughs> <laughs> certain things. You come here and say, "Can I hit that joint?" And be like, "Yeah, you sure can." <laughs> Matter of fact, would you like to? Um, no, but I just—it's it, probably not a good way to be, and I try not to do it. But if. <laughs> If I don't like you and I catch you with something like that, I'm going to get you well, at least one time. Like move <laughs> move your remote, spin a chair three or four inches, like something. I got to do something. <laughs> Until you trigger the behalf of death. Stop it! <laughs> Which I'm not making fun of because I know individuals who have severe OCD and uh, I get it. You know, I, I just picked that. an example because we have people that I work with that do things that don't make sense that cost me time well, throughout the week. And I will also say there's a fine line between someone that can't leave the bathroom until they wash their hands for, for three minutes and someone that has to have the spoon in the right spot. Yeah, 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 the other one is just annoying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you don't have the debilitating kind, I'm fucking <laughs> Oh, man. oh man. I'm sorry. I feel like people. I when people say stupid shit, I feel like they fuck with me, whether they are or aren't. It's what it feels like. You did that. You showed your stupidity intentionally, didn't you? Damn you! <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm the most intelligent, but there's a great quote, and I I believe it's by Abraham Lincoln, but I'm not positive. It says it's great. It's better to be silent and thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. I thought it was Dan Quayle, but Lincoln may have said it first. <laughs> I think the Dan Quayle is the mock. It's like a mock. Oh, okay. Quote. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a, that's how, because I looked it up, and I'm pretty sure it's Abraham Lincoln. Well, it's just kind of yeah. the Dan Quayle thing was with the irony. Okay, like, oh, it's, it's like that. it's like Brian Kelly the other night, like tried to use John McKay's line, and it just failed poorly because people are stupid. That was a hilarious <laughs> line. If you hear John McKay say that, oh, John McKay, that, yeah, he said that was the best timing possible. Of no comedian would have said that line any better. No, he said uh, John of blah, blah blah blah. How do you feel about the team's execution? He goes, I'm in favor of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Brian Kelly gets out there. Well, I'm in favor of, of our execution. You know, they should be executed. And they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> it's sad. that's what I'm talking about. People are getting so sensitive. Like, he wants to kill 20 year olds who could squash his head in any minute if they chose. To. Like, no, he just got a quote horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> Speaking of Brian Kelly, he's like a couple of wins away from being Notre Dame's most winningest coach. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of a misnomer because, I mean, when Newt Rockney was coaching, they didn't have that many games. So, you know, it, some... <laughs> they also had a leather, a thin leather helmet. Yeah, because <laughs> concussions <laughs> weren't a thing back then. <laughs> no, I'm bleeding. Shove the leather in it. That's what it's up there for. Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I think we're, we're uh, time to start wrapping it up. So. We- we didn't insult any. Oh, yeah, I did. I yeah, we did. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> so, good then. so, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Sandlot Sports. Peace. Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 2020.